What's up, everybody? This is the Phone Finger. My name is Parker, and I'm here with a special guest. I'm uh, Joshua Lavely. I go to high school in uh, northern Michigan, a small school in Elk Rapids. Um, I'm going to be attending, you know, Villanova University next year to play golf. And before we get started with the show, if this is your first time listening, uh, the Phone Finger podcast is uh, the Phone Finger podcast is basically we talk to athletes and coaches from all over the world who are involved with the world of athletics. So today we got Josh. And before we even get into talking about Josh, there's a couple key things that happened in the world of sports recently. We got NFL and MLB news. So first, we're going to start off with the NFL news. We got trades like Chicago trading Khalil Mack to the Chargers for a 2022 second round pick and a sixth rounder in 2023, which will enhance that Chargers defense. Russell Wilson was just traded to Denver in return for Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, two second rounders and a fifth rounder, which is probably the biggest trade of this offseason so far. Colts have traded Carson Wentz for two third round picks and the possibility of turning those third rounds in a second rounder. And baseball is back and is set to return April 7th, which is now eight, has a 12 team playoff international draft, universal designated hitter, more money for players, and now the 99-day lockout is over. To start off the show, Josh, since all that news has happened, have you, I'm assuming, do you follow a lot of sports? Yeah, I watch sports all the time. I'm big into football, basketball, anything like that. Okay. So some of those trades I bet were a little shocking to you, especially like the Russell Wilson trade. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, the, I think they're Denver's in the AFC, right? Yeah, yep, AFC West. AFC is loaded now with quarterbacks, so that's going to be a tough place to get out of for all those uh, good teams. Yeah. Yep, definitely. So now I'm kind of transitioning to you, Josh. Um, you grew up on a golf course, and did I'm assuming that had a pretty big impact on you for starting golf and – just kind of working your craft. Yeah, growing up on the golf course was definitely a help, you know, always being around it since a very young age. I could pretty much, you know, it's right in my backyard. So, you know, if, when I was a younger kid, if I was bored at all, I'd just head out there and go play some golf. And, you know, I fell in love with the game and just kept playing every day. And um, while being out on Augaming Golf Course, which is the golf course that you and I both know and love, um, you kind of built a resume for yourself with tournament placements tied for third at the junior at Big Sky, tied for fifth at Randy Wise Junior Open, once a overall champ in the age 16 through 18 champ. And you, you kind of just grew up around the sport and you now built a resume for yourself now to go on to Villanova. Who has helped you along the way most? You know, I would say my family. You know, they've given up a lot for me and the sport of golf, especially, you know, golf, you really got to travel a lot for, you know, to play the best competition. And uh, my family's really given up a lot, you know, to take me places and have me play against the best people around the world. And you mentioned trying to go in a, around the world. What has, like, been, like, one of your favorite courses you've kind of golfed on? Uh, last uh, November, we went out to uh, – as a family to Pebble Beach and played that with uh, actually your uncle too was there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
he was there with us. So it's kind of just a family trip. And, you know, that, that, that place was amazing. And um, for those who are listening right now, uh, me and Josh kind of grew up together. We, uh, I, I live more southern Detroit area, Michigan, currently in college at Olivet Cobbler, currently attending college at Olivet. Um, but him and his father kind of share own a, the golf course that we mentioned, Augaming. So I've known Josh since he's been a baby. It's, it's crazy to see that now you're going D1 for golf, honestly. I'm, I'm proud of you, and I'm excited too. But um, to also piggyback off of that, what made you choose Villanova? Um, you know, I was talking to a few schools, and, you know, I was getting close with some coaches. And I took a visit out to Villanova and, you know, was walking around campus. And I was like, man, this could really be a place I could uh, be for the next four years. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, along with the academics they have there, you know, and I, had a, I also have a close friend who's a freshman on the team right now. So he's been, he was giving me a lot of, you know, insider information about the team and the school. And I was like, you know, I think this is going to be the right place for me. And Villanova is, I forgot where it is. What state is it in? It's in Philadelphia, right outside okay. of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So, so that's, a, that's a little trip you're going to have to take next year. Yeah. Um, good 14 hours, so. Yeah. I'm assuming you, you're going to be flying instead of driving. Because yeah. we got kids here from California that drive all the way from California, and I don't understand it. <laughs> it's that's a long drive. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So going into college after having a very successful high school career in golf, what goals do you now have for yourself at Villanova? You know, I, I want to come in and to Villanova be an impact player, you know, have the team excel, you know, push players on the team with me and, you know, everyone else. And, you know, I'm just trying to be the best player I can be for Villanova. Great to hear. Um, who has been, like I mentioned, who has helped you along the way with golf, but who maybe in the world of golf has kind of been your biggest inspiration? Mm, I'd say, you know, pretty much all the guys, you know, on TV, you know, you, I was growing up watching all of them. It's like, man, that would be fun to do, live the, the pro golfer lifestyle, you know, just seeing the, all the fans around them and, you know, all the traveling, you know, that'd be, that'd be so much fun. It's just really influenced me a lot, you know, seeing all the guys out there. And what is like, what's your favorite part about golfing? I mean, golfing is kind of one of those sports that it's very leisurely and you kind of, it's just kind of relaxing for most people. So for you, what has kind of been that thing you love most about the sport? You know, I'd say the, you know, individuality of it, you know, just being the, being able to go out on the golf course by yourself, not really, you know, need someone there to play with. You can just, you know, it's your time. You can go out there and, you know, play as much as you want. Yeah, so you definitely golfed a little bit more than I have. And you mentioned the uh, Pebble, what, what was it called again? The Pebble? Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach course. I, I've only golfed two courses in my life. Obviously, I'm a, le a little bit younger in the sport, and uh, like I'm not as definitely not as good as you are at golfing. But what are certain things like? There's definitely things when newer golfers get in 
to the sport. Like personally for me, I always slice and I always hit the ball on a complete curve. Um, obviously like typical beginner errors, like hitting the ball fat, um, and other things like that. So what tips do you got for younger golfers, newer golfers to get better? You know, golf, golf is a very hard sport just to get out there and just pick up right away and be good at, you know, my recommendation would probably be just, you know, get out as much as you can to practice and just work on it. You know, the more, the more you do it, the easier it's going to get with, especially with golf, you can really work on golf as much as you want. Not, not it being real, really, you know, physically draining. So, you know, if you really want to get better, then you can go out there and do it. Um, so how, do you remember how young you were when you kind of started picking up golf? You know, when I, I think my parents got me a plastic set when I was about four years old and I would smack it around in my basement. We had a little potting green downstairs too that I would mess around on. You know, I've always really just growing up on a golf course, I've always been around it. So pretty much my entire life. And growing up around it, what has been like your favorite memory that you've kind of collected over the years of golfing that has just kind of cemented with you? You know, definitely going out with, ever since I've been younger, you know, going out there with the neighbor kids when the sun's, you know, setting, it's late afternoon in the summer nights, you know, out there barefoot, just running around, hitting golf balls, practicing. And so, Josh, kind of going back to that resume of yours, on the website American Juniors Golf Association, you're ranked 244. Um, and you've been on also on TV for, as I mentioned earlier, the 2018 Drive Chip and National Finals. So what has all these experiences and tournaments kind of given you to move forward, especially into Villanova? Yeah, it's my, my resume. Yeah, I've been around a lot of different places and played a lot of different tournaments against a lot of players. And, you know, I think it's definitely helped me progress as a player mentally, especially. You know, the more the more tournaments I play, I think the more ready I get, you know, for the big stage in college where, you know, it's really going to matter to my teammates when I get there in the program. Do you have like a specific goal for yourself when going into college, like maybe eventually the PGA once you get a little bit older? Yeah, the plan is to see where it takes me, you know, see how good I can get. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to st- stop once I get to college I'm gonna you know keep pushing and just see how good I can get and eventually see where I can end up so we mentioned your favorite course earlier then what is the most difficult course you've ever played because obviously no two courses are the same we both know that and some some are windier than others some are more curved and the grass is cut differently every little thing about every different course could change the way the sport is played. So what has been the most difficult course you've played and why? You know, I've played some tough courses and I, I, it's kind of hard to pick, you know, the, the toughest I've played a tournament down in uh, Tampa, Florida at the Copperhead and Innisbrook in a tournament. That was a extremely hard course, you know, the PGA tour event that's played there every year at the winners, never more than, you know, minus five. 
And then I'd say the golf around up north in northern Michigan, too, is pretty hard. Some of these courses have a lot of trees and a lot of ponds and very tight. So Definitely. I mean, I've only, as I mentioned, golfed two courses in my life. The one down by, by where I am and then Augaving, which is like three different courses. So is there a certain tournament, maybe not the national nationals or um, maybe even the Olympics? Cause that's now if you can now golf in the Olympics. Um, is there a final destination for you? Do you believe? You know, it'd be, there's a few, you know, tournaments out there that I'd love to play in eventually. Like, you know, everyone, every offers dream, especially kids is to play in the, play in the masters. So, you know, I got to go there for the drive chip and putt and, you know, walk around the area, you know, it'd be amazing to play there someday. And with the drive chip and putt, what was, how was how that experience? Cause not everybody gets to do that. Uh, you know, it was, it was crazy being on TV. You know, there were so many cameras around and so many people. I just, you know, it, it was definitely a lot different than a normal golf tournament that I'm used to. It felt a little more, you know, surreal with everyone there and all the cameras on you doing everything the whole entire time. Any, you meet anybody big there, like a, like a Tiger Woods or? Um, yeah, I kind of have a quick little story, but I was standing there. I was at the very end. I was the last person to hit the drive and I was just sitting at the end of the line and I'm just, you know, watching the kids in my group go and someone just walks up right next to me and I turn to my right and it's Bryson DeChambeau. He's right there. He's just oh, like, he's like, how's it going? I'm like, you know, I'm doing pretty good. And you know, this was before he got all buffy yeah. and bit. He was, he's just like, you know, good luck out there, you know, stripe it down the middle. And uh, he's like, I'll see you later. Yeah, you have a good time. And then he just walked away, just came up to me and just calmed me down a little bit and just wished me luck. And then, you know, headed back. It was kind of, kind of crazy. Would you say the cameras kind of built your nerves in that scenario? Yeah, it was, you know, I, I don't think I can do anything more nerve wracking than that it's yeah it was it definitely built it up a little bit I, like we mentioned we you've golfed many courses what has been your best performance that you that you've like obviously might statistically might not be the best performance but what did like you felt like that was your best golf that you've done so far you know i would say i played in a tournament last summer it was the michigan uh junior amateur qualifier and now we played at a course down in detroit tpc dearborn and i would say the first 27 holes of that tournament was probably the best golf i've ever played i've never i've never i didn't even know they had a course in Deer. i mean obviously courses are all over the united states and the world because you just got to mow some grass you know and yeah. um since if you could, it just doesn't have to be a golfer, but if you could just right now golf with anybody in the world, who would it be? Mm, I think it would have to be Tiger Woods. For sure. Really? Okay. I'd be, it'd be so much fun just to be able to play with him and just, you know, pick his mind about golf. 
ideas and, you know, what he thinks about while he plays. I mean, Tiger obviously has one of those resumes where, like, it's so hard for someone. It's like one of the Tom Brady's of, like, the sports world, like, where he's, like, one of the greatest to ever do it. And obviously it's going to take, like, one of those people, maybe you, who knows, that are going to be able to take him down one day. Um, but so kind of going into the next section, we got, as everybody knows on the show that has listened most people that are constant listeners of the show. Um, we have a section called hot cakes and hot takes that section kind of involves the guest giving their most unpopular opinion. Obviously there's that wheels versus doors debate going on right now. So who knows? Uh, but basically we're going to talk about Josh's most unpopular opinion. We've heard hot dog is a sandwich. We've heard is water wet. We've heard is nachos still nachos if you don't have cheese on them. So Josh, take it away, man. You know, <laughs> it's kind of tough. You know, I, I want to know if the listeners, you know, do they put the milk in the cereal first or they put the milk over the cereal? Oh, what do you do? You know, I don't, I don't like the cereal to get soggy. So I put the milk in first. I'm one of those guys. Oh my God. (laughs) You, you put the milk in first before the cereal. Yeah. I just put a little milk on the bottom, right? Oh, okay. So you don't, you don't drench the bowl and then, okay. So that's, I understand that. Okay. I, I can see that. But like, there's those people out in the world that are just like, let me pour the milk in first. Then it just doesn't make sense. Cause you're going to get milk everywhere. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you been doing that since like you've been young? Yeah. I don't need cereal a ton. I've always not really like, like the, you know, just like the sogginess of the cereal. So if I ever have to eat it, I'm always, milk first and then put the cereal on top so then I eat the cereal off of it and then I drink the milk okay because I know a bunch of my friends they always usually tip they usually uh put in the cereal first I think I feel like that's just the the average way to do it and I understand like in your case you you don't like the soggy cereal so you so you put the little bit of milk and then you but so you put like how much milk would you say you put in like very little? Mm, I'd say it's okay, amount. Not like too much though. Like a little bit, of, you know. So if we're looking at a bowl right now, would you say it's like a quarter of the bowl, half of the bowl? I'd say about a quarter, maybe okay. a third, maybe a third. Oh geez, you put a lot of milk in then. <laughs> I think this is a good point to wrap up the show. Um, thank you, Josh, for coming on. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you letting me know that you put, don't put the cereal in first. Um, but one little announcement I'd like to make for, uh, the show as we, as the phone finger are sponsoring the, hold on, where's my notes? We are sponsoring the Wednesday night dash and we, on the 16th. And we have our own car and everything that I will be posting on social media. Uh, Please check it out as we are sponsoring it. Please let the person know, Eric Richardson, that he's doing a good job. So 
Josh, where can they find you on social media? Uh, my Instagram is uh, at Joshua underscore Lavely. And uh, that's about it. I have Snapchat too. You know, if you really want that, you could DM me on Instagram. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, Instagram's the way to do it nowadays. So if you want to check me out a little bit, give me a follow. And obviously you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Foamfinger underscore pod. You can follow our Facebook group called The Foam Finger, and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel called The Foam Finger. My name is Parker Brown. I'm here with uh, Joshua Lavely. And you're listening to The Foam Finger.